All right. Welcome back to the Double Level Show. My name's Ryan. And I'm Kyle. And I hope you guys watched our first episode and enjoyed it. Um, we've been working hard to try to put our three episodes out this week. Lots of grinding, lots of grinding indeed. We, uh, we've got uh, another guest for you guys today. Um, we're going to be doing it over Zoom um, as the, uh, they're from Calgary and we're um, from Edmonton. So it's a little bit of uh, a drive between those two places. So a Zoom call is the easiest way to do it. Um, we're excited to hear what they're all about. A little bit of a different format, but uh, it actually is going to turn out well. So we tested it and everything. So it should be should be good to go. And yeah. yeah, without further ado, should we just hop into things? Yeah, like we're going to just hop into these first three. Just hopping right into them. Get it done. So see. All right. Well, see. You. Nice. <laughs> okay. So now I'll introduce our, our guest here. So she is a state business finance student. She does day trading by the day. She runs a bakery business by the night. She's from Calgary, Alberta. Welcome, Shelby Banner. How's it going, Shelby? Hi, guys. I'm doing really well. How are you? We're pretty good. Doing great, doing great. Just living life with our moose heads right now, so life is good. <laughs> Got my sparkling water yeah. beverage over here, so... <laughs> nice, nice. Definitely, yeah. definitely probably the smart choice, but uh, we're, not, we're not too smart ourselves, so... Awesome. No, so I'll probably make an old fashioned later. Like nice. definitely. Oh, I know you gotta get you gotta be like, you know, a day trade, you gotta be productive during the day, right? Yeah. You can't you can't let that Exactly, uh, yeah. Cr- cr- uh, crush a cold one when the uh when the day's over, right? Yeah. When the work day's over. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Sweet. So yeah, so just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um so you're from Calgary. I know you're in school right now. You have a couple uh, side businesses on the on the side there. Just let us know uh what you're kinda yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I am a state business finance student. Um, I'm in my fourth year final semester and I am working towards my designation, um, certified financial planner. And so I'm about two courses away from doing that. And uh, I also run a couple of businesses. So I do day trading on my own and I do also a little bit of swing trading and then long-term investing also. And I tutor those who wish to learn how to trade in the stock market. And I teach them about technical analysis and fundamental analysis as well. And then I also run a bakery and it's called Shelby's Bakery and Kitchen. And it's, I do catering and I do um, custom wedding cakes, birthday cakes, um, cookies for whatever occasion as well. So yeah, um, got lots on the go, but you know, just constantly. Loving, loving the grind always. So yeah, super it's always, fun. always good to stay busy during these times too. Cause yeah, like, you exactly. know, like, like hence why we started our podcast and stuff. It's just a lot of sitting around if you don't, uh, if you don't have a little side hustles going. So good on you for that one. Cause I, I do know that, uh, I, I, yeah. do, I got a few myself like that and it just really helps with like me feeling like a good reason for me to get out of bed in the morning instead of laying there for an extra hour. So Definitely get that. Definitely oh get yeah, that. for sure. Especially the day trading. Cause like lots, of, like I'm not a professional at it by any means myself, but lots of it's like done in the morning, isn't it? Like, um, or like at different times. It is, right? Yeah. So. so yeah, market opens, I think, I believe pre-market opens at, uh, six 30 or seven. And then the actual market opens at seven 30. So pretty much I just wake up and I'm like just starting my day. And at those hours in the morning, it's pretty crazy because, um, I actually have a mentor that I have been learning from for the past year or so. Um, so yeah, we trade live every morning and um, his team as well. And then uh, for half an hour, we're all trading live and then we're on our own kind of. 
So yeah, lots of craziness going on because you're listening to him and then you're looking at charts and stuff. And you're also kind of like in the discord and as well and keeping up with the news. So it's a lot. Um, but I mean, when you're listening, you're reading and you're watching, it's, it's kind of like you're doing you're using different areas of your brain. So it's not as overwhelming as some people might think it is. Um, as long as you just like know what you're doing and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I feel like you also have that, like that morning, almost like adrenaline kick in probably too, where you're like, can handle like, it know, is. Like, yeah. Like some people like, you know, you so can't funny handle I don't even drink coffee. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Exactly. And, like just waking up and just starting work is enough for me. Cause it's just like so much craziness. Um, especially when it's like a really crazy day and like the NASDAQ's up like, you know, like 10% or something like that. That's, it's pretty crazy. And then everybody's, you know, wide awake and going crazy in the discord. So, yeah, yeah no, so, for sure. so is this like a thing you do every day, like every weekday that you have an opportunity to, you're always up at yeah. you know, whatever, six thirty doing yeah. a little research and yeah, like it depends. So I do both like day trading and swing trading. So if it's a super volatile day, I'll definitely be, um, day trading up until at least one because that's when my first class starts. So I kind of like make it so that I um, end at that time. But if it's more of like a, a calm, like, you know, or chill week, I guess, uh, I'll, I'll look at opportunities um, for swing trading and uh, buying, just like buying opportunities and stuff just that come up on my alerts. So um, yeah, I'll always be like buying and selling like, gosh, maybe like anywhere from like five to eight times a day, like just buying and selling. So yeah. And like, also, yeah, it's a lot of just watching the charts and stuff, but yeah. Lots sorry, of like, excitement. I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say, yeah. Like, so the other thing too is like, cause um, obviously like you're saying like day trading and swing trading, right? Like the, um, cause lots mm -hmm. of people when they like, I'm guessing for most people, probably lots of viewers, like when you're thinking of investment, a lot of people do like more of a long-term thing. So they're more like comfortable and know what that is. Um, like for the, mm -hmm. for lots of people who don't know, cause, um, like what, what's the difference between those two or what is different from them from long-term like trading as well? Cause like, obviously that might uh, provide some insight to them. For sure. Yeah. No, this is definitely like my area of knowledge. So I, I definitely, um, can answer that. So there is uh, passive investing and then there's active investing. So passive investing is more, um, buy and hold, and it's based more on the fundamental aspects of trading. So you're looking at a company's balance sheet, you're looking at their income statement, um, you're looking at their financials, and you know, they're, you're looking a little bit at their charting, but you're mainly like just reading their annual reports. And then that gives you a good indication if it's a good company to buy for a long term, meaning anywhere from between like five and 10 or even 20 years if you wanted. Short term, um, which is more of what I do, is uh, active investing. So you're buying and selling, rather than buying and holding and you're also using technical analysis with the company so you're looking um at different indicators such as uh, moving average relative strength index um support and resistance patterns uh it's actually funny because i have a flag literally right yeah i know it's like perfect it's perfect yeah um so you're using yeah just a lot of the indicators to indicate uh when is a good time to buy and when is a good time to sell and then if you it's all about um also it's not even just looking at all of that but there's different opportunities that offer different uh return potential so if you see 
something that offers a 20% return, but it's also a very risky investment, you might just want to invest 3% of your portfolio rather than, you know, maybe 10% if you see like, you know, a less risky trade. No, yeah, for sure, so for sure. technical analysis, it, it's definitely, um, I, I use both because I, I long-term trade as well, but um, I mainly do swing trading and day trading. And with those two, you use technical analysis. Um, so yeah, uh, there's there's definitely, people say like day trading is gambling. And I'm like, yes, it's gambling. You don't know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing and you do your research and you put the effort in, nothing's for nothing. You're going to have to put some effort in. You're going to have to, you know, keep on top of things and then you can make a pretty decent return. Yeah. That actually kind of touches a question that I wanted to ask you. Um, yeah, like with, for sure. with day trading, a lot of people have like a negative look at it and, you know, say, yeah, it's gambling and stuff. What was your parents' opinion on it when you first kind of told them like, yeah, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to, you know, put money into the, the stock market and day trade. Yeah. And like with that also like, said, like, did, like, like obviously because like a lot of people like their parents would probably not be okay with it, yeah but, like are like your I, parents like fi- like in the like the like, same like business like the same business sense oh they're you, so no? they're the most supportive like i i could have not asked for like better family better parents like anything because my dad um my parents actually got divorced like a couple of years ago so i live with my dad and so he's been um so supportive and you know letting me build my office and stuff and uh I, I actually like it's it's funny because he's the most supportive because I literally tell him what to buy. Yeah, so you're like, <laughs> like the, the inside like free <laughs> advice, like pretty much being his financial advisor yeah. for like no cost of it. It's it's so funny because like yeah, I I pretty much am like um, when Beyond Meat was trading at seventy dollars a share, I think like maybe a year ago. Um, my dad's actually a food broker for one of the com- uh, one of the companies is Beyond Meat, so. Um, we love the company. We love the products. Uh, super great CEO. Like Ethan Brown is one of the best CEOs. I've watched his interviews. I've done a ton of research on that company. And uh, I was like, dad, we have to buy Beyond Meat. $70 a share. I'm not kidding. It's going to go to 130. We're going to like make some money. And he's like, okay. So we bought it $70 a share. And then um, it went I believe to 100. And then that's when the stock market crash happened with COVID, right? Um, So it went down to, I guess, like it was a little bit lower than 70. And like my dad, he's a very conservative investor. Like he's definitely not as risky as like me or maybe like my sister would be. But he definitely has, um, you know, that psychology thing where like he's just like, oh, gosh, like I should just cut losses. I should just sell it. I don't want it to go any down any further. And I'm like, dad, you know, you just need to trust me. Like just hold it. And <laughs> it's going to go to 130. Once it goes to 130, um, you're going to make some money and sell it. So yeah, and just don't panic. Uh, I feel yeah. like the biggest thing with that. Yeah. everyone panics. Like <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. It's hard. That's pretty funny though. That's like, that's pretty sweet that yeah. like, uh, like, cause obviously like him being supportive of it's great. And then on top of it, it's just like, it's a win-win too. Cause like, yeah, you get to kind of like do this without having any uh, hassles of like a uh, backlash from parents. And then uh, on top of it, he's probably making a buck or two from uh, exactly. Yeah. Like I, I, he's going to give me some more money at the end of the month and I'm going to be like managing uh, one of his accounts for him. So, you know, I'm like, dad, I got your retirement fund. I got it covered. Yeah, like, did you put all that money into those GameStop stocks that everyone's talking about? <laughs> uh, just straight up being like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to yeah. do the, uh, what is it? The, uh, 
Yeah, exactly. The whole big thing, like I guess it's technically like <laughs> old news now. Um, like it's like it's not like old it news, but it's is. like it's kind of like in the whole terms of like yeah. stocks and stuff. Like everyone's already like covered it, but like yeah. So you you did your fair share of research into that, eh? Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, I know a bunch about it, and what's happening. Like, I'm absolutely disgusted by yeah. the hedge fund managers and the government and just the whole thing with them taking their side and stuff. Um, just to do a little bit of background, those who don't know um, what is happening, I mean, it might sound like a broken record to you, or it might just be something new that like you haven't heard yet. Um, but pretty much what happened was there were um, these major hedge funds that decided to short a couple of stocks, one being GME, the other being AMC, and I believe BlackBerry was another one. And for those um, that don't know, so- shorting, shorting a stock is when you... Like pretty much gamble that it's going to go down. Like bet against it. So bet against it. So you buy the stock at seventy dollars and you hope that it goes down. And how much it goes down, you make. And isn't it something like you borrow that stock too? I think it is. Yeah, you borrow it and and then you you pay it back at a cheaper price. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're buying it on margin. You're betting against it. So you're pretty much making money on the stock price going down. So that's what all the hedge funds are doing on Wall Street. They decided, okay, let's just put a bunch of money in like short these stocks. Um, And uh, I guess somebody who was uh, an insider of one of those hedge funds went on to Wall Street bets. And I I think that might be a conspiracy. I'm not sure if they were insider um, or not. Like the news is still like all up in the air and it's kind of hard to know what to believe and whatnot. But somebody on Wall Street Betches, which is pretty much just a community, um, like a pretty large army of technical traders um, and just, you know, those who trade like very risky stocks and stuff, penny stocks, uh, whatnot, crypto. And they all came together and they're like, let's pump the stock. Let's all buy it and uh, it'll go up a certain percentage. We'll all make some money those hedge fund managers are going to get, you know, they're going to like definitely regret what they're doing. They're going to get fucked. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <pretty much. laughs> In the simplest words possible by Ryan. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so they did, they all bought it, including myself. I bought like a very small position because I'm not one to like risk a bunch of money on a very risky play like that. Um, so yeah, we all bought it. It fit then. There you go. It's up like literally GameStop was up $400, I believe, in one day. Yeah, and so what were the hedge funds doing? They were like pretty much crapping their pants, like <laughs> with the whole situation and the whole scenario going on. They're like, oh my gosh, we are losing so much money. And for those of you who don't know, like short selling also, um, when you choose to bet against a stock, the losses are literally infinite. So you can go bankrupt and just from making a bad decision on shorting a stock. So uh, that's almost what happened. The hedge funds, like they're crying, you know, they're like, I don't know why we did this. I don't know why Wall Street Bets decided to hype this stock so much that to make it go up 400%, like that is just beyond us. But anyways, pretty much um, the government decided to save the hedge funds. And then an app called Robinhood, which is a brokerage, I think in the US, I don't believe you can get it here because um, I'm in Canada. And so uh, pretty much, yeah, they they were saying that you're only allowed to sell and you're not allowed to buy any more of GameStop, AMC, BlackBerry. 
So they pretty much placed restrictions on this, on these stocks, which is totally unfair. Um, and and that's of. not even the worst part. Like this whole thing is just such a gong show. Oh, it's just like, it just makes me so angry talking about it sometimes because I'm like, this is so unfair. But pretty much also, they decided to sell some of the stocks that these Robinhood traders were holding without their consent. So they decided one day that these stocks are too risky for all these traders, not even thinking that they don't know their own risk and they don't know what they're getting themselves into. Obviously, when we're picking a stock, we're making a right decision. And some people, they might not be, but that's not Robin Hood's decision to decide. Like, yeah, that's the person not, who's like buying it themselves. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be like... Yeah, yeah. That, it's definitely not in their place to do that. So uh, Wall Street Bets community, they were all getting super upset. And then um, they decided to take down not, not only the Reddit, but their Discord. So they could not communicate with other traders that were going through the same thing. They could not tell each other to hold and like, let's just get through this. And then we'll make a bunch of money after. No. They pretty much, like, they weren't allowed to sell. The stock price just went down a bunch. So they were losing a bunch of money. They were getting scared. They were selling at a loss. And this was all due to literally, like, just the government, Robinhood, hedge funds, placing restrictions on trades, which is totally illegal. And actually, like, they are not able to, they are not allowed to do that. Um, so, yeah, like, hedge funds such as, like, Melvin Capital, like, people were just hating on on them and stuff and and now it's just people know how corrupt they are but unfortunately um some people just sold at a loss and you know our plan was to all hold it and get through this until their shorts or put options i guess expired which is on monday and then um they thought that the stock would go up again but it actually just ended up doing complete opposite and going down so yeah unfortunately we live in a world where uh, the government can be corrupt sometimes and do illegal things, but there's a whole bunch of lawsuits and just things that are going on that, you know, people are trying to, you know, get justice from what's happening. So um, I am in full support of that. And I actually still own the AMC shares that I did buy um, because I'm not even holding it because I believe it's going to go back up. I'm holding it for like the sole principle that like I don't want like these hedge funds to win. Yeah, it's like they fight the system. Yeah. 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 So I'm like with small investment that I put in, like it's three percent of my portfolio. It's nothing. It's like, you know, just money to play with, you know. So I really it didn't really affect me, but for those who lost ten grand, fifty grand, hundred grand, like it really sucks. So Yeah. Yeah. But the thing that gets me That's is just a little nutshell. Yeah, the thing that gets <laughs> me happens. is how all these hedge fund, you know, owners and managers have been doing this forever. Like market or market manipulation has been a thing since the stock market started, right? So they'll put shorts mm -hmm. on these stocks, and then nobody will know about them, and then they'll pretty much like shit on the stock, and you know, yeah. say, "Oh, it's going to go down. It's going to go down." Give and it a it bad rep, down, essentially. And yeah, and then that's how they make money, right? But now, literally, yeah. the coin flipped, and all these redditors manip manipulated the market essentially. And, exactly. And it's like wow. Yeah. And instead of the the people that have no money took a loss for it, the head like the billionaires took a loss. And now I even read an article that they want to make rules against that. 
even though they've been playing that game for the last 50 years. Yeah, right? which so. is just ridiculous. Exactly. You know, that's that's the thing that I don't understand. And also, um, it, yeah, it's crazy that, like, we have built up such a strong community of traders that um, we're all sticking together and we're trying to, like, get through this, like, as much as we can and supporting each other um, and helping each other out. And, you know, like, Wall Street Bets, like, I follow them on Instagram and I'm, I'm not exactly sure who runs the page. I feel like it's several individuals. But For all we um, know, it could be, like, a seven-year-old like, child. You guys... They're literally like they posted on their Instagram, I believe it was last night, and they were saying, um, I, I'm like very disappointed with our community. I'm very upset that a lot of you guys have uh, like sold AMC and people are still asking me, what do we do? Do we buy AMC? Do we sell AMC, GameStop, whatever it is? Um, like, and they're like, you, you do like you'd make the, your own decision. I'm not telling you guys what yeah. to do anymore. You guys should know to hold it, just get through all this, and you know. People, people will just get stuck up in their emotions and investing is definitely a psychology game. Not everybody has the risk tolerance to invest in the stock market. Um, obviously, like I'm a female in finance and they say that uh, females generally have a lower risk tolerance than males. And that is absolutely true. Like I totally understand that because we are more emotional than men. Um, but men sometimes can be very like overconfident and irrational when making trading decisions. So, you know, it can go both ways, but if you know how to, um, I guess, manage those emotions, um, to be in your favor and where it's actually benefiting you and making you money, why wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I also like, um, can you guys still hear me by the way? Yeah. yeah I can hear you for sure. I was actually going to add to one of your points okay. there, even like with the whole idea, like it's, that's the other cool thing about like having you on as well as like lots of investment, like, um, investors, uh, you hear about are more like on the like male. Right. But the thing that's like funny is mm -hmm. I think that also corresponds like I like, cause I'm in business as well. And, uh, it's just funny because all these guys will talk about like how, oh, I'm in these stocks or I'm a trader or all that, right? And like there might, like for all I know, there might be an equal amount of males to females doing it. Like I'm, I'm not saying that's the case or isn't the case, but uh, it's mm -hmm. just kind of funny because like I think guys definitely like are more vocal and more like cocky almost in a sense about it, right? So it's definitely cool to see, like see that because yeah. I feel like it's, yeah, yeah. I notice it at least all the time like when I'm- uh, Absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's funny because like um, I am, I think there's like, two or three females in my finance class and like uh it's just funny because even last semester i think there was like 25 and there was like two females and like the rest were male so that it's not really like a topic that interests many females either um it's funny because not only that but my learn plan profit uh group which is what my mentor runs it's the majority males and uh, my mentor was saying, I was talking to him the other day and he's like, you know what the difference is between men and women are women are a lot more accountable for their losses. So like if, if you're gonna, you know, be overconfident about a stock and be like, oh, it's only gonna go up or like to the moon and stuff like, um, like, you know, even like sometimes like I'll say that if I'm doing like a risky play, which doesn't really mean nothing to me. Uh, it's it's like, you know, we're we're accountable for if we know that we need to cut losses on something, we're going to do it and we're going to learn from it and we're not going to make that mistake again. Men, on the other hand, they get caught up in all the hype and they don't even care about like any technical or fundamental sometimes. Sometimes they literally just 
are on the sole fact that it's the hype stock and it's going to make a quick buck. And it's not always like that. Investing is, it's not an easy career to be successful in. And a lot of people lose a lot of money doing it because they don't know how to manage their risk properly. Yeah. And I feel like that's one of those things too, because I feel like it's kind of funny, like how you say those, like both of those provide like positives and negatives. It's just a matter of like Mm -hmm. the situation each individual's in, whether they benefit or hinder um, the, like, yeah, the result, like the end result, I guess. Right. So it's definitely, a, exactly. uh, definitely, a definitely a funny element. Cause it is def- like definitely a thing around like psychology essentially. And, uh, and also like pressures from like, uh, like just, um, just around, you know, like you, you got pressures, like your, your friends are telling you to do something or whatnot. Like it develops kind of exactly. how you are as well. So definitely really cool as well. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, people enter the stock market, not really knowing a lot about stocks either. Um, and you know, it's, it's very, it's very rough place for them to begin because, you know, they only have a small investment. Maybe they start with like 500 or like a thousand dollars and then they don't know what they're doing. They invest it all in this one risky stock and then they lose it. And then they're like, okay, I never want to put my money in the stock market ever again. Mm, yeah. And then you can play it the other way where like, you know what you're doing. Um, and part of the reason is I think a lot of high schools, I'm not sure where you guys where you guys live at the high schools include a lot of finance education or learning around like the stock market. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I learned I learned about like the trigonometry much. circle. I can tell you that yeah. one, and that really helped me get to where exactly. I am today. Well, you know, like I think that they should really start incorporating some of like the things that I'm learning in university into like some of the math courses in high school. Oh, 100 percent. So what I've, yeah, and so what I've been trying to do is like reach out to some of the high school principals and I'm talking to them I'm like uh, I think part of the reason why there is such a high uh, high number of student debt in this country is because like people just don't know how to manage their money money once they graduate we don't learn about RSPs we don't learn learn about TSSAs we don't learn about taxes you learn nothing about the stock market some people don't even learn how to do their own laundry <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, like right? if you're not taught yeah. by like if your parents don't, don't care and they don't teach you, you're you're got to figure that stuff out by yourself, right? So yeah, it's, funny. It, it's funny we yeah. actually had this conversation about um finances and stuff aren't in school like literally like what two days ago yeah we were like in a and like a heated debate getting like yeah. shitting on the school system and everything and like what i kind of came up with is like why do you have to learn about the renaissance and the aztec in grade eight like half of social exactly. is bullshit like sure learn about the governments learn about canada's history do a little bit of history around the world maybe world war one world war two but why do you need to spend 12 years learning about like fuck i don't remember yeah. what the aztec is like about history. anymore you know what i mean like, and like i mean why not include some finance history like i think that would be interesting exactly, you, know, you talk yeah. about what happened with the stock market crash you know that's educating people at least a little bit about the stock market and yeah so i think it's just bizarre how they haven't really taken any initiative to include any of these things and if they do it's only in an option so even if people like aren't interested at all like you could still incorporate it if you put it in like a math class or something, right? Like you're still forcing them to learn if it's in a math class. You're not forcing them to learn if it's an option that they're allowed to take. Exactly. They're yeah. probably not going to gonna take, passion. they're probably going to take like foods class over like finance or something, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I, like I don't think anybody's going to be interested in the finance area. Like they're probably going to do like some gym option or something, right? So yeah. if you're forcing kids to learn, um, it could decrease the amount of 
student debt because these students, they just get loans. Like I know some of my friends, even they've gotten uh, student loans and then they just completely blow it. Um, like off on just like nothing, right? Like they're just getting them. It's not even because like some of them still live at home and I'm like, you don't even need a student loan. I took my student loans and I invested it in the stock market. And then I literally paid all of them back with the returns that I have made mm-hmm. within like the past couple of years of investing. So like you could take it either way. Like if you pay, if you want to pay all that interest, like not pay it back or whatever, that's totally <laughs> fine. But like for me, it's like, it's I've already paid own. it back. So I'm not paying any interest. Like I'm pretty much getting an interest fee loan that I can invest in the stock market already paid it back. Right. So yeah. it's all about like how people use their money and how they just look at investing as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the other thing, like kind of going from that, even like the other funny thing, like with the whole idea of the school system, like telling you you have to go to school afterwards, all those things. And then, um, and even like, uh, the idea of like financial decisions, like, I think there's such like a norm where it's like you, you go to school to go back to like post-secondary school and you paid to go to that post-secondary. And like another interesting thing we uh, were talking with you about before the, uh, the show is that, uh, like you have other, um, hustles you do. And I think that's another thing that's not taught. Like, you know, like for instance, like kind of referring to your food class thing, like if you like, you, you're saying you have like a, uh, like a bakery and catering, um, company as well. And the cool thing about that is like, you're probably making more money from that without an edu- like without a, um, a degree essentially. And it's probably helping pay your, your, um, passion and, uh, like, uh, for the uh, stock market as well as covering those student loans. And I feel like that's not covered. Oh, so like, absolutely. Like even like with that, like, cause like the transfer counter to that, like when, like, when did you start your company? Like when, uh, like, was it like right after high school or was it like, uh, after like more throughout university or. It, it was like early, actually. Yeah. Early grade 11, to late grade 10 to early grade 11. So. Um, I, I first started my bakery because I learned that I had a, a passion for baking and, um, I had a great relationship with my foods teachers. I still talk to them to this day. Um, and, and they actually would let me, um, teach the class, like my baking skills and, you know, teach kids how to like use piping bags and stuff. And I was like, this is so cool. Like I, I feel like such a boss in this class, even though like I'm a student that goes to this high school. Um, but it's just funny because. I also uh, volunteered, I think, a couple years ago, and I taught uh, the kids how to make progies and stuff, and that was a lot of fun. And, and yeah, who I just, doesn't I love like progies? doing that kind of stuff. I like doing that kind of stuff because, um, you know, it just it teaches people, and it, even if you're not um, making making money doing something, like it's the experience that counts, right? Like, um, I'm in like the process of writing like an ebook, and this is kind of going to be like my free. Um, source that I could give investors like that are willing to learn and stuff but uh like it's just something that I'm doing like just in my spare time because I I want to help people and I think one of the issues is is like there's a lot of different roads you can take when in your when you're in finance when you're in the degree you can be a planner you can be an investment banker you could start a hedge fund for all I know right um you work on Wall Street if you wanted but a lot of the people that go into CFP or CFA, which is certified financial analyst versus planner, um, you're actually not helping people. You're making the rich richer. You're not helping people that are struggling with their money. You're pretty much working for a big, massive company that all they care about is making money at the end of the day. They don't really care about their 
clients. And so for me anyways, is like, I would much rather help somebody who's struggling and I'm not sure if you can hear my dog. Yeah, <laughs> He's like barking at some Amazon package that I probably ordered. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyways, uh, I, I would much rather uh, do something where I'm benefiting people and I'd feel a lot better about it rather than just making somebody richer. Right. Like, yeah, you know, yeah there's, see, no fun, I'm, I'm, there's, no, there's no fun in that. I, I 100% want to help you. people. I 100% agree with you, but I'm yeah. definitely, uh, I'm not the best at helping people. I'll definitely say that one for free. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I always admire when other people are uh, good at it, you know, because sometimes uh, like I, I like to help people, but I don't know. Like I also just kind of have my well, you're, keep you're to myself right now. If you think about it, I guess, because yeah. you are starting your own business, which is pretty much entrepreneur. The, <laughs> the business that makes no money. <laughs> Unless Moose had sponsored yeah, us real quickly yeah, we're here. Just, we're still waiting it's, for the, the sponsorship here. You know, well, <laughs> we're, we're going solving broke. A problem, right? Like you're solving people's problems right now. Cause you know, people are listening to this podcast become more educational about something. So you actually are helping people. You might not know it, but, since you are like an entrepreneur right now, starting your own podcast, people are listening to this, wanting advice about finance, um, you know, and pretty much that's the definition of an entrepreneur Entrepreneur is starting something that uh, people might not uh, have the resources for or even like know a lot about. Like, so you're pretty much solving somebody's, somebody's yeah. problem. And, and that's what you have to think about when you're starting any sort of business. Uh, for me, it's like, a lot of people don't know how to make cakes. So I'm going to make, I'm going to use my knowledge to make a cake that, that they can trade uh, money for food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you think about it, you guys are both helping people right now. Okay. I guess it's that, just, you know, how you look at it. That brings me to my last question here is if someone is looking to day trade, obviously you don't just throw money into a quest trade account and, you know, go out or you have to do your research and stuff. What would be the best way for someone to hop into that kind of uh, industry? Yeah, so um, I would definitely recommend first probably going to um, going to your bank because everybody has everybody is able to access some sort of like representative at their bank. Um, if if you're unsure of like where to get started and stuff, go to your bank, ask them um, how much TFSA contribution do I have. I recommend for all of my clients anyway um to make sure that they have uh that they're starting a tfsa rather than just a margin account because tfsa it's tax-free savings account so pretty much all of the gains that you make like you don't have to be taxed on it margin account you're taxed on 50 percent of the capital gains and then there's also some other taxes with dividends and interest but um if you have your money in a gic that's paying you 2.5 percent Inflation is 2%. So you're not making 2.5%. And you're not even making 0.5% because you have to pay taxes on that GIC. Um, don't invest in your GIC. And try your hardest not to get into a mutual fund that your bank um, sets up for you. And try not to um, start an RSP account too early because, um, you know, the, the odds are like you're probably going to make a lot more money making your own portfolio and structuring it according to your risk tolerance and what securities you actually value. So say, for example, you know, you guys like 
sparkling water. I'm just going to get used that. <laughs> or, 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 or accuse like uh, once again. Like Moosehead. Moosehead. When we were on this podcast, maybe Moosehead. Moosehead's yeah. a choice, you know? Or, or beers. I think like Corona has like, I think they're public. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got to stop you right there. I got to stop you right there. We're going to, let's pretend Moosehead's public. Okay. I don't know if it is or isn't, but okay, we can't use yeah. Corona. We don't, that, we that's don't, like, we don't drink Corona. might need to bleep that out later, you know, but Moose, Moosehead's, Moosehead's the go-to. Yeah, let's pretend that they're a public company, you know, they're traded on the NASDAQ. Um, so you want to structure your portfolio into things that you value. So you're going to put maybe, let's say it's an it's obviously an equity, right? So you're going to do like 70% equities. So maybe you'll do like 20% of your investment is going to be in that beer company. And then maybe 20% of it can be like an index fund and like investing in TQs. Um, a lot of what I tell people is, when you're investing, you want to diversify your portfolio as much as you can. So if you're investing in one stock and say it's green one day, you're making money and then the next day it's red. Well, a new investor would obviously freak out because they're like, oh my gosh, I'm losing money. I want to sell this right now. Versus if you're investing in like three different companies, let's say like Moosehead, if it was public, um, Fizz Beverage Corporation and TQs, you're investing in all three of those. Fizz goes up by 1%. Um, TQs goes up by four percent, and then Moosehead just goes down by two. Whoa, 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 whoa! Moosehead's only going to the moon. It's only going up. <laughs> it's right only going up. You're I'm hurting me inside right now. You're hurting me inside. This is all I know. <laughs> See, I wouldn't be good in the stock market because I'd have too much uh, personal connection to certain to those. certain brands, you know. <laughs> so that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally, well, let's I totally say let's say saying. Moose has the one that goes up two percent, and then Fizz goes down two percent. Let's just nice, say that for nice. your sake. <laughs> um, you know, you're you're gonna be green at the end of the day versus just being red from one stock. So if if you're diversifying your portfolio, um, it's a great technique. Um, just I guess a tip to get started. But um, yeah, there's lots of uh great tips, and some of them I will cover in my ebook. But I also sell two different courses, one being like a fundamental and then the other being a technical. Um, some people like to buy both, but I also do virtual tutoring sessions right now. Um, so I can set up like a, a Zoom meeting if anybody else is interested. And yeah, um, I also do have a TikTok. So I post little tips or tips on there and uh, with just investing and um, just what stocks I'm buying that week. So Shelby, with that, like, following that where can people find you at like if they were like to look for you would it be easiest to go instagram like through a website yeah possibly tiktok you know because you all know that one's taking off like crazy right now um like which one which yeah. one's like what where 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 can people find you that are listening to this podcast right now they can follow my instagram for sure um it's just shelby banera uh s-h-e-l-b-y is my first name and then my last name b-a-n-e-r-a and then also um I do have TikTok and it's uh, Shelby Swing Stocks. So that's the TikTok <laughs> username. And then I also have a YouTube channel, just my name. I keep it pretty basic. And that know, one's nothing crazy. That one's linked to your Instagram, I noticed too. So like if people fall, yeah. go to yeah. the Instagram, you can watch it there. Yeah, we're, so. like when we put our promo, we'll tag you in it. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Awesome. So Thank see. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Love the extra promo, right? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> 
Well, Sh- Shelby, thank you very much yeah. for your time and stuff. Like, this was definitely uh, really cool to to hear this. Yeah, um, from I you. learned a lot. I learned sure. a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad that we saw some development from um, kind of uh, degrading Moosehead to kind of making it a little bit uh, <laughs> higher up there uh, by the end of this podcast. Um, but yeah, it was definitely it was it, yeah, exactly. But yeah, thank you very much for your time, and it's uh, much appreciated. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. And I'm glad that I got to share um, my knowledge, which is like being business owner and investor in the stock market. And um, yeah, Uh, I hope that this podcast um, gets like lots of views and stuff and we'll both (laughs) all be famous. No promises on that one. I'll (laughs) say that. (laughs) It'll be a great time. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Thank you guys. See, and thank you. Thank you everybody that tuned in. Yeah. Um, once again, yeah, just go fun. go look at Shelby's pages and uh, yeah, thanks for go, watching. Go show her some love. Come on, like yeah, you buy know, her, buy her <laughs> videos. You got see the thing is, it's an investment in itself buying one of your uh, your courses because you never know you could uh, could make a lot of money down the road, right? So yeah, exactly. Just mm-hmm. go buy a cool, listen to the courses and crush Moosehead while you're at it. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Honestly, yeah. If you do the stock market research, like it's kind of hard not to. It's kind of bland stuff. So if you want to like. Crush a moose head, or in my case, probably an old fashioned. <laughs> Classic. Is it okay to be fun. to be tuned while you're um, day trading, or should you be sober? Tuning yeah. in, like, copying my trade. Yeah, I think yeah, that, that's like that's, a, that's illegal. Yeah, I don't want to be a. I don't want to pull a Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> See, all right. Well, well thank you very much, Shelby. Yeah. And uh, uh and uh yeah, we uh yeah, we'll uh definitely tag you in the um end of well on the episode <laughs> thing. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. <laughs> anyways, okay, bye guys. Thanks for watching. Take it easy and Peace. thank you, Shelby. <laughs>